Welcome to Wisconsin DNR's Wild Wisconsin Off the Record Podcast. Information straight from the source. Welcome back to another episode of Wild Wisconsin Off the Record, where we bring you inside voices on Wisconsin's outdoors. I'm your host and DNR's digital media coordinator, Katie Grant. I have vivid memories from my teenage years of reading the newspaper and skipping straight ahead to the daily police log. You know, because somehow that made me more of an adult than reading the comics would have. But that fascination with true crime is still alive and well today. Every time I get a new issue of Outdoor News, the first piece that I read is the cuffs and collars section. If you've ever looked at this part before, you've probably noticed that wardens do a lot more than just catching people who don't have a hunting or fishing license. I have the June 14th issue here, and let's see. It looks like just a few of the non-hunting and fishing-related items include helping out at learn-to-hunt seminars, dealing with a vehicle left to burn in a wetland, monitoring a levee because of flooding, and assisting several other agencies with locating subjects that were involved in a pursuit. So, yeah... Wardens do a lot of things. Today we're joined by Lieutenant Warden John Sinclair and Chief Warden Todd Schaller. Welcome, guys. Thanks Thanks for having us. us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. John, do you want to start? Sure. Well, like she said, my name is John, and uh, I've worked as a conservation warden here at the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources for uh, about seven and a half years now. Um, I'm from the Kenosha area originally, and uh, now I work up near Lake Mills, and I promoted into a supervisory position, but um, I, I'm just very passionate about this warden career uh, that I've discovered and, and joined this team, and um, I'm here today to sh- share my excitement about that and, and kind of my experience working through that process. Fantastic. Chief? Yeah, I'm uh, born and raised in Wisconsin. I've been with the Department of Natural Resources as a conservation warden in, in several different roles um, for over 30 years. Um, last five plus as a chief or overseeing the, the Bureau of Law Enforcement statewide. Um, always had an interest in the outdoors and hunting and fishing and camping with my family and uh, enjoy the, the interaction I have with the public as a, as a conservation warden and as a Department of Natural Resource employee. Fantastic. So you guys have been here for a little while. We didn't bring any brand new guys in here today (laughs) at all. Um, So really what we wanted to achieve with this episode and what we wanted everyone listening to know is, is for us to really set the record straight about what wardens are and what it is that you guys do. So first off, first off, what is a conservation warden? Sure. Um, I'll start with that. I think first off, a conservation warden is a, they're a law enforcement officer within the Depart- Department of Natural Resources, and they're a law enforcement officer no different than your county sheriff, your city police, or your state patrol officer. Uh, we just have a unique area of responsibility and what rules we enforce and how we work with the public, and it's really focused on uh the fun things in life, uh, natural resources, being outdoors, using our state parks, our state properties, uh, recreational vehicles, uh, ATVs, snowmobiles, boats, and then uh, rules and regulations and education associated with, with our environmental laws. So keeping our air clean to breathe and our water clean to drink. And um, But again, first and foremost, we're a law enforcement officer with that unique niche 
of a type of law enforcement that we, we enforce. Fantastic. And when you're looking online or maybe reading things, message boards, I spend a lot of time on social media, so I see a lot of stuff there. Um, I see a lot of different names, everything from recreation warden to game warden to conservation warden. Are they all the same thing or different things, maybe different specialties? They're all really the same thing. And I think it, it kind of varies across the state, uh, what people are used to, um, even varies across the country. Um, you know, we are formally called conservation wardens. Okay. Um, that's the official name. I think that that is a reflective of what we do. It's broader than um, the term game warden. Um, you know, it's broader than the, the, the rec warden. So conservation warden, I think, defines us having responsibility in hunting and fishing, rec vehicles, state land, and environmental. All right. Anything you want to add to that? No, I, I think the chief touched on it, but we really are the Jack and Jills of all trades when it comes to um, protecting the outdoors and, and the people that use them. And that's not just the person who's out there fishing. It's the person, like the chief said, who's drinking the water, breathing the air. And so our, our service goes well beyond maybe that, you know, traditional game warden stereotype that some people know. Um, we, we get involved in so many different types of cases that benefit people and resources in so many different types of ways. Fantastic. So you guys are considered police, right? Yes, we're considered yeah. police. All right. Um, and, and, we, and we look like police. Yes. You know, I think that's the one thing, you know, folks, we go to school groups all the time and we say, I always say, what do I look like? And they're like, well, you look like a policeman. And <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, we are policemen. We go through the same training. We have generally the same authorities to deal with situations that we, we handle. You know, we arrest people. We take them to jail. We issue citations. We issue warnings. Um, the whole gamut of what, a, what you would envision a, a normal police officer to do. All right. And I guess that kind of runs into you have an academy to go through, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that training and kind of how that all goes? Absolutely. So we have a, a pretty rigorous training process that it extends over about a year's worth of time once someone gets hired on as a conservation warden. Um, so once they make it through that hiring process, we'll actually uh, put them through our own academy. That academy is the same um, length and, and breadth as an academy that any other law enforcement officer in Wisconsin goes through. So whether you're a trooper, a sheriff's deputy, police officer, you're going through the same general topics um, in the same academy or same type of academy as, as our wardens go through. So that lasts five to six months um, where you're learning hands-on training, you're learning um, through PowerPoint reading and studying at nights, um, and going through a scenario-based training where you get to actually practice your skills interacting with other people in kind of scenario uh, or mock scenarios. Um, so it's, it's a very in-depth training. We cover everything from traditional police work to the more specialized fish, game, recreational vehicle, and environmental enforcement work that we do. And we also teach our wardens how to communicate effectively. So we do a lot of public relations work in our roles, and we need to make sure our wardens are good communicators, they're good right. writers, right. Uh, and they're good ambassadors for the agency as a whole. So um, that's a pretty comprehensive five or six months. That we, we pack a lot in, and our wardens learn a lot. Um, and then after that time, um, they get out of that more classroom-based setting and they get out into the field and do what we call field training assignments. So right now that's typically
typically about three, three field training assignments that each new warden will go through, and that's where they are paired up with a more experienced warden who mentors them, teaches them, evaluates them on their performance, and tries to get them to the level um, where they can work on their own and uh, be more independent. So that field training process continues throughout um, the rest of that first year, and at about the end of that first year, uh, most wardens are ready to get out into the field and to work a little bit more independently. That's when they join a warden team, they get assigned to a county or part of a county, uh, and they start doing, um, filling, I guess, the roles that they've been training for. Yeah. So you guys recently were doing some major recruiting, and one of the questions I saw come up a lot was, you know, do I have to be a state trooper or work in other police departments or anything like that before I can become a warden? What so that's a great question. I know there's different um, assumptions out there about what it takes to become a warden. And I think the truth is, is we're looking for quality candidates, people that can learn, people that are passionate about the natural resources and passionate about serving others. And um, so we're not looking for a cookie cutter applicant by any means so that you don't have to have prior law enforcement experience. I, I myself did not have that prior law enforcement right. experience when I got hired. Um, we do hire people that have prior law enforcement experience and we do value the, the institutional knowledge, the experience that they bring with them. So there's really no right or wrong way to come into this career. Um, you can really come from almost any background and become a successful conservation warden. Right, right. So are there any interesting myths about wardens out there that either of you would like to bust once and for all? Um, I have a myth, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm hesitant to, to break it because it does work to our advantage. <laughs> so oftentimes the, the, there's the myth that there's a warden behind every tree. Ooh. And uh, I guess the numbers tell us that that's not the case. Um, we only have, <laughs> uh, you know, a couple hundred to cover the state. Yeah, um, we have a lot of trees in the state. We have a lot of trees. <laughs> so the trees outnumber us. Um, so that's that's a myth. But I think the fact that the public helps us do our job, and they're oftentimes eyes and ears um, for us and, and can give us tips and information that help hold people accountable for making the recreational safe, recreational experience safe, and make, protecting the resource. So they're so in a way, there is eyes and ears behind every tree, and it might not be a conservation warden. It might be, uh, you know, somebody else enjoying the trails with you or out fishing with you or out enjoying a, a hike on our state property. So the public is, is really our eyes and ears, and that, that helps us be behind every tree. Right. So how can the public help get you some of that information? Um, we have a tip line. Um, it's a 1-800-TIP-WDNR. It's, it's staffed uh, 24 hours a day, 365 days out of the year. And that's really the venue and the best venue for somebody who wants to report a violation or a concern that they see in the area of natural resources, um, recreational vehicle, and environmental, whether it's a, a resource violation or a safety violation is to call that number. They collect all that information, um, and then they get that out to the nearest warden in that particular area. Uh, a neat thing about it is it's it's uh, confidential. So mm -hmm. if you leave if you leave your name and number, we we can't by statute or law release that name or number to the public. Um, and also, you you wouldn't have to leave your name and number. You can leave an anonymous tip, which. It's good, but it's always nice if we can follow up maybe with that extra question that maybe you didn't answer. Yeah. Do you have any myths you would like to bust? Sure. I guess uh, <laughs> we touched on it earlier, but when it comes to myths, I think there are some myths regarding 
um, who can get into this career, who can who can even apply and put their right. name uh, on the list to be considered. And and we touched on it earlier. We really hire a, a really diverse group of applicants when we hire typically every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so the chief and I, for example, have very different backgrounds in how we found our way to um, our careers. Um, I, uh, I I just want people to know that there isn't a specific set route that you have to take to become a warden. It doesn't matter if you're from Wisconsin or not. It doesn't matter which college you went to. Um, and uh, it, it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to be an expert angler or an expert hunter um, to become a successful conservation warden. Um, I came from a somewhat non-traditional background where um, I was more active in the silent sport community prior to become a, becoming a conservation warden. Um, I went to school and studied journalism here in Madison. Um, and I wasn't sure uh, if that would make <laughs> me a good fit uh, to become a warden. Um, and, uh, and what I found was that um, a huge part of what we do is communicate. Right. And that's something, those are skills I've developed through my education and my uh, background. And so um, those skills, while maybe non-traditional, non-stereotypical in some people's eyes, um, have actually helped make me successful in my role. Yeah. So you guys are all over the place. You cover parks shorelines, state forests in the middle of nowhere. Do you guys do anything in like Madison, Milwaukee in the cities? Absolutely. Um, we have we have wardens stationed in every county of the state. Um, so all 72 counties. And actually sometimes, um, you know, I think a lot of people think, you know, the, the rural or the, the, uh, the, the urban areas are, is where we're busiest because there's more state land or more forest or what lakes and rivers. But um, Milwaukee, Madison, Green Bay, Eau Claire, Wausau, La Crosse, our populated areas, are, they're very busy um, for our conservation wardens. We have people assigned in, in every one of those. Um, I mean, speak of Madison and Milwaukee, M- Milwaukee, you got the lakefront. So you, you got the Milwaukee River goes through, so it's a very popular boating area. The lakefront's very popular for fishing activities. Um, uh, Lakefront State Park is down there. So obviously we have a need to be in, in Milwaukee, in the Milwaukee County area. Madison, you got, it's it's surrounded by three lakes. Um, right. You know, Mendota, Minota, and Wabisa, very popular um, boating, rec boating area. Uh, a couple state parks uh, within Dane County area. Yeah, we're, we, are, we are everywhere because I think um, the resources everywhere, uh, recreational opportunities are everywhere, and people, enjoy those and, and sometimes don't have to travel to rural Wisconsin or northern Wisconsin to, to get out and about. Right. Yeah, that's definitely one of the greatest parts of Wisconsin is that you can get outdoors and do something pretty much anywhere. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you mentioned the lakefront in Milwaukee. So what about something like the Summerfest fireworks there or Shake Lake here in Madison? Are you guys out on the water for events like that? We are. Um, and that's a big part of the, the rec vehicle side. Really, we're out there to make sure people, one, enjoy the experience. Um, but when you have a lot of people on the water, um, uh, concentration of boaters and different types of boats, big boats, kayaks, you know, fishing boats, we want to make sure folks are doing it in a safe environment, uh, making sure they have their lights on, making sure they're not uh, drinking and driving. So, yeah, we, we have a presence on the water for those events. Um, hopefully to deter unsafe activity. And, and then if we have to address unsafe activity, uh, maybe a drunk driver or drunk boater, you know, we'll, we'll physically take them off the water at that point in time. But we oftentimes work with our partners in doing that. And John locally, I know, has done that in the Dane County area. Yeah. 
Yeah. You mentioned fireworks. So I've, I've had the opportunity to work the Milwaukee fireworks. I've worked fireworks on Lake Winnebago. I've worked them on the Mississippi River. I've worked them on the Madison chain. <clears throat> and every time I get home from working one of those events, um, I always get asked, oh, how were the fireworks? And it's funny because you're on the water for that entire time and there's lights and flashes and booms going all around you. But I always get home and I'm like, huh, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> it's the least, the right. last thing you're paying attention you know, to. Occasionally you'll look up and you'll see the, the burst or, or the, 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 the shooting stars or whatever it is, but you're really not getting the opportunity to kind of kick back and enjoy it um, because you are working. Um, and, uh, but you do get to talk to people who are uh, very excited to be out there and enjoying the fireworks. And so I, I, I'll have to sometime go where I can just enjoy it and watch yeah. it versus work it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Someday I think you'll get that. Yeah. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about the job itself and what it is that you guys do day to day, but we want to hear about you guys. I know, John, you kind of talked a little bit about how you come from a non-traditional background. What, what made you interested in the position and, and when did you realize that this was what you wanted to do? Sure. Well, I I was always interested in law enforcement, uh, and I just wasn't quite sure what type, and I wanted to keep my options open, and um, I figured having a background in journalism wouldn't hurt me because I knew that writing well, speaking well, being able to to present publicly were good skills to apply in any career. Right. Um, And I had a friend who worked as a conservation warden, and I I did a few ride-alongs with him. That really sparked my interest because I saw how much, um, I guess, excitement he had for the job, how, how um, awesome the job was, and that our office was the outdoors, our office was the, the, the truck. We weren't sitting in a cubicle um, in a dark office. We were out, out in the woods, out on the water, out uh, you know, knocking on people's front doors, initiating conversations. Um, and it was, so, um, it was so much fun, and it was, it was so unique. Uh, compared to any of the past jobs that I had had. It was pretty cool to see that warden's passion, and it really motivated me to, to more seriously consider the conservation warden role. Um, and so that's I, I was lucky enough to be hired um, during the first hiring process I put in for, and, uh, and then I went through our full training process, and I, I started out as a warden down in Kenosha, which is where I'm from originally. So that was a unique kind of change uh, for me because you're used to walking and driving around in your hometown in your personal vehicle, grocery shopping, whatever it might be, and everybody just knows that you're John. Uh, it's a much different perspective <laughs> when, you're, when you're wearing a uniform, there's a badge. And a badge all um, of a sudden and, is there. And your role has changed a little bit because now you're there to maybe tell people they're not doing something correctly or, or you're, you're taking some corrective action to hold them accountable for, for things they've done that weren't safe or weren't good for the environment. And so I think I made that adjustment uh, pretty well, but it was a very different perspective um, looking at your own community from it through a different lens. Yeah. So, uh, But it, it was also really rewarding because – now I felt like I was giving something back to that community, right? You know, growing up as a young boy in that area, I kind of, you know, I was part of the community. I, I enjoyed the community, but I don't know if I was always giving something back. And right. so it was cool to feel like I was reinvesting. And and, and frankly, it was my job to, to invest mm-hmm. in that community. Like, how cool is that? So yeah. um, I, I'd never had that opportunity in many of the other jobs I'd had. Um, and and this, this job gave that opportunity. So. Very cool. What about you, Chief? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, part of me what drove me this way and why I enjoy the career for the 30 years that I've been doing it is I, I've always enjoyed the outdoors, and it, it was all sides of it. I, I mountain bike, I hike, I camp, I fish, I trap, I, um, I have a boat, um, I have a dog. So I, I just enjoy the outdoors. And one of the things, 
as I got into the career, and, and even now I hear people say, well, if you do that job, you know, you don't get to do, you don't get to hunt as much, or you don't get to fish as much, or you don't get to mountain bike and enjoy it. And, and that's, there's, that's true to a point. But what I've always enjoyed in my career is the fact that I'm not doing it, but I'm talking to and dealing with and hearing the stories of the people who really enjoy the same things I do. So maybe I'm not on the lake catching the, the big muskie, but I'm talking to the, the guy or the young guy or the, the boy or the kid or the gal who just caught the big muskie or caught the muskie the day before, and they're telling me all about the stories. And that's that's kind of what I enjoy about the experience um, and, and the interaction that we have with the public. And um, it's, it really goes back to, as John indicated earlier, a, a passion for the natural resources, a passion for Wisconsin's natural resources and, and being a piece of that. Did you know that that's that this is what you always wanted to do? I'm, I did. Uh, I, I tell folks, I think in my sophomore year in high school, we had to write a book in English or journalism, and the book had to have past, present, and future. And I did that, and my future as a sophomore in high school was that I wanted to be a conservation warden. Very cool. Um, I, I, I did say I wanted to be a conservation warden in the mountains out west, um, <laughs> and I never left Wisconsin, but I'm perfectly fine with that. So, uh, it, it, yeah, I think it, it was always what I wanted to do. Some people ask why. I, I don't know. It was, I think, just the how I was raised. My, my family enjoyed the outdoors, and that was what the connection was. Yeah. So you mentioned that you love, you know, fishing, hunting, doing all of the things. I've heard through the grapevine... Uh-oh. Yep, that that Uh-oh. face is appropriate. Uh-oh. That you you don't just do normal duck hunting. You kind of take duck hunting to the extreme. I, I yeah, some could say that. So can you tell us a little I, bit about I that? Can. I uh, <laughs> I enjoy waterfall hunting, um, but I enjoy what's called open water, big water waterfall hunting. So I, I layout hunt, which basically is taking a, oh a boat probably the size of the normal kitchen table and. Uh, you take it out in the water and you anchor it. So the water, meaning Lake Michigan, Green Bay, I go to Green Bay a lot. You anchor the boat and then you kind of crawl into it and lay in the water where you're actually, you're kind of at the same level as the waves and you have your decoys out in front of you. Um, and then the, the ducks, and you're all by yourself. There's another boat that helps you get out there and helps recover your ducks. So. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of the extreme. It's, it's a bit extreme. It's a, it's a bit extreme, but it's a pretty neat experience. Very um, cool. So, yeah. Okay, I, I was told that I had to ask about it. That's so fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, so a couple weeks ago we had Secretary Cole on here and Tourism Secretary Meany, and they both said that they have the best jobs in Wisconsin. And Chief, you are shaking your head no here. Tell me what is the best thing about your job and why your job is the best job in Wisconsin? The best thing about why this is the best job in Wisconsin is as on a a daily basis, I get to talk to, work with, engage with, partner with people who enjoy the outdoors and all of what Wisconsin has to offer. Um, And again, it's it's so many things. It's biking, hiking, camping, and... uh, that, that to me is extremely rewarding. And, you know, as a law enforcement officer, you know, there's, there's downsides to this job, but the vast majority of the public that we interact with are, are following the rules, know the rules, understand the importance of the rules. Um, so that's, that's number one. And two, John touched on it. It's, it's so diverse what we do. 
and I, I've been doing it for 30 years, and I tell people, I don't know that I've ever worked a day in my life. It's, <laughs> it's just part of having fun and, and part of what I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's such a unique job in that you get to give back, you know, to your state, to community. You develop those partnerships and relationships in real time and, you know, in real life. Um, and uh, and you get to, to protect the natural resources and the people that use them. And I know I've said that a few times. And it sounds, you know, like a little, like, like I'm on repeat. A little but cliche, it's, but. Yeah, there you go. That's absolutely right. But it's it's absolutely true. When I go to bed at night... I generally feel pretty good and pretty excited to, to come to work the next day or to wake up the next day because I know that what I'm doing, even if I'm not doing something that's having a significant impact on an average day or I'm not saving saving the world on a daily basis right. by any stretch, I'm doing something that I believe you know will help help the community, will help the environment, and that feels pretty good. Um, so it's it's a really rewarding job in that sense, and it's really unique in that sense. Um, and I, I think the department does a really nice job of, of taking care of its employees as well. Um, and so the warden job is great, too, because of some of the benefits that our wardens have. And that, that can be something like a somewhat flexible schedule. Yeah. yeah. Also, also, an awful lot of neat opportunities to see things, see sunrises, sunsets, um, sturgeon spawning on the Wolf River, baby bears, uh, fawns, eagles in your hands, to handle an injured eagle, um, you know, crystal clear water on Lake Superior, uh, the middle of Lake Michigan, just a lot of really neat experiences that you get because of the job and the, the, the diverse nature of the job, um, which is which is pretty pretty neat experience. Yeah. 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 I know you guys send me some pretty cool pictures for social media sometimes. <laughs> so speaking of unique experiences, have you guys ever come across any weird, like exotic animals? I, I, yes, I have. Um, and it was it was kind of a unique call, and it really wasn't a Department of Natural Resource call at the end of the day, but because it involved an animal or animals, um, they called us. So I, I was a supervisor in Oshkosh, and um, I worked out of the, our Oshkosh office and supervised multiple counties, but I got a call from a, uh, the police department who had concerns that there was an individual who was raising um, snakes in an apartment. So I said, oh, sure, we'll come down. You know, some some snakes aren't protected. You know, there's legal ways to hold them, illegal mm-hmm. ways to hold them. But so I met the police officer, and I met the, um, the, the other warden who was going with me. And knock on the door, the gentleman was very helpful. Ah, come on in. Yeah, of course I raised snakes. And so apartment, small, you know, sometimes got narrow hallways. Um, so... He's leading us down the hallway, and I'm following along. I'm kind of excited to see what we're going to see. And this, we're going towards a closed door, and, you know, he opens it and walks in. And I look behind me, and uh, the the other officer and the other warden, they're tucked and hiding back behind. Apparently, they were afraid of snakes. So <laughs> we go into this guy's room, and he had 20, 30 different types of snakes in uh, aquariums and cages and and I'm not a snake lover, but I, I was fine with them as long as they were in the cage. So it's that's not a wild, exotic right. experience, but it was um, something that our folks kind of get involved with from time to time and, and get the opportunity to see some um, unique, uh, maybe not your traditional wildlife in Wisconsin, yeah. but mm-hmm. things that people have an interest in. 
That's so. a lot of snakes for one room it, it in was an a, apartment. Yeah. It was. Yikes. And, and with snakes come mice because snakes have oh, to yeah. eat. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if you're not a fan of snakes or mice, that wasn't a good situation yeah, for you. for sure. Mm-hmm. Any interesting ones for you? I can think one case that really sticks out to me was I was working out a boat patrol for, I think, the Milwaukee Air and Water Show with another warden doing, you know, one of those outreach or, or big um, popular event um, type details that we do. Mm-hmm. And we got a call from the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Police Department about uh, a lion that they had reportedly spotted in, in downtown Milwaukee or near downtown Milwaukee. And so there have been some reports leading up to that mm-hmm. and, and, you know, unconfirmed sightings. And, and people don't always see what they think they're seeing when they call us. But we, we try to, you know, be good stewards and we, we investigate and we, we follow up. Absolutely. Um, and this this sounded like a more confident sighting. So we... we pulled our boat back to shore we got in the truck and headed to, you know headed to that neighborhood and um, there was Milwaukee police officers all over the place we called in some extra wardens talked to our biologists about um, what our options were if we actually tracked down a lion and and the report was this this might be like an African lion which you know certainly doesn't belong <laughs> anywhere in Wisconsin right. um, and and so we we spent the next few hours and into the next day searching um, kind of these little pockets of dense trees and shrubs um, kind of shoulder to shoulder with with other law enforcement officers looking for this lion because there was a a real concern that it was going to impact the safety of the residents in that area and we didn't treat it as a joking matter we didn't end up finding a lion um, which maybe you know is okay in my (laughs) mind I don't think anyone ended up finding it no one got hurt Um, but it, it was one of those calls where you're like what where am I going right now? What what is about to happen? What am I what am I about to see? And and that's you know that's maybe few and far between. But our job is full of those moments where you're you're heading to a call and you're like, I, I've never heard of this before, or I've never thought of this scenario before. And and that's why we need smart people and we need adaptable people because my gosh, I'm not trained as a lion handler. So um, <laughs> are you sure about that? that that's not yes. part of the academy. Yeah, no. And we can talk about incorporating that in the future. <laughs> but I think you know not not as of right now. <laughs> Lion handle, that's got the chair, right? Don't you yeah, hold, yeah, hold the chair yeah. and like a whip? You probably yeah. need like a cape of some yeah. sort, no, maybe no, a top okay. hat. Yeah. We're going to have to reinvest in some equipment, yeah. apparently. New uniforms, so, yeah, new uniforms. New uniforms. Everybody yeah. gets a, a squad truck and a lion chair. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. So to kind of wrap things up, what is the one thing you absolutely want people to know about being a conservation warden? Well, I, I would jump in and say that, first off, it's an awesome career. Um, I, I want to encourage anybody who even thinks it might sound interesting, learn more about it. Check out our website. Call our recruiter. Give me a call. Call any warden in your area. Learn more about the career and see if it's right for you. Uh, maybe jump in and do a ride-along with somebody. Um, and, and the other piece of that excitement that I'm sharing is, even if maybe you're like, this isn't the career for me, or, or I'm not interested in law enforcement, or, or I have a different passion, and I'm going this direction, I hope that you take a moment to understand what we do and the value that we provide to Wisconsin, because um, you know, don't just take my word for it, but I, I think we, we serve this really important and unique role in Wisconsin as protectors of the natural resources and the people that use them. And oftentimes we're kind of behind the scenes and because we are spread, spread out, um, you don't see a warden on patrol every day when you're out driving your car or taking a walk. doesn't mean we're not out there and it doesn't mean we aren't working um, to protect you, your family, and, and the environment you depend on. And so I, I just, I hope people... Uh, understand the important role that we serve within the um, the state. 
Yeah, I'll just maybe expound on that. I think the biggest thing is conservation wardens are, are there to serve the people, and it's it's about serving everybody. You know, 5.5 million people in the state of Wisconsin. It's not just about people who hunt or fish or boat. Um, we're we're a service oriented agency and a service oriented law enforcement agency. Um, our focus is on the future and protecting the natural resources and our clean air and our clean water. You know, not not for us personally today, but for grandkids and grandkids of grandkids or great-grandkids, I guess it would be called. So we're really about um, a service that we provide to the, the citizens and our focus is on, you know, that, that future resource, that future clean water and uh, making sure that it's there for us to enjoy for forever. And, uh, and hopefully at, you know, the time we get to retirement and kids or grandkids, you know, they're talking about catching a, a muskie or shooting a deer or enjoying a hike through one of our, our beautiful state parks. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you both so much for being here. I really hope that the listeners have, have a good sense of what it is that you guys do and that it's more than just, you know, finding people who don't have their fishing license when they're out fishing. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks Enjoy having us. Interested in learning more about becoming a conservation warden? Visit dnr.wi.gov and search Warden Recruitment for more information. We hope you've been enjoying Wild Wisconsin off the record. Have some feedback to give us? We would love to hear from you. Depending on where you get your podcast from, you may be able to leave both a rating and a review right here in the app you're listening from. Otherwise, feel free to shoot us an email. We would love to hear both your feedback and maybe even ideas you might have for future episodes. You can send those emails to dnrpodcast at wisconsin.gov. We hope you'll stay tuned for more Inside Voices on Wisconsin's Outdoors coming at you every other Wednesday. Thanks for listening.